People stress out when they're looking at houses, their houses in escrow, they're putting their house up for sale, how did the showing go, what's up with my loan. If you're not over communicating, you have someone that's probably getting nervous or disappointed. Remember when you liked that girl or that boy in middle school and finally worked up enough courage to call them only to find out they weren't home and you had to leave a message with their parents or worse, their sibling? When that message doesn't get to them, it leaves you in limbo and thinking the worst. Imagine if you had a team of people making sure they received the message. It would have made arguably what was the most awkward time of your life a whole lot easier. Selling or buying a house can be just as, if not more, awkward. In this episode of the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Hal Swayze, we learn it's a lot less likely to have components of the escrow fall through the cracks when you have a team taking care of the areas they specialize in. Here's a team member and specialist in his own right, Mr. James Bueno. Welcome, everybody, to another podcast for the San Luis Obispo County Real Estate with uh, Mr. Hal Swayze. The whole county, right? Well, you know, probably more, but the whole county. Yeah, sure. yeah. plus. We've done some out oh. of the county. Deals. Well, we got listeners all over the place. A little right? northern Santa Barbara County every once in a while, huh? <laughs> and then his, his deep, manly voice, Mr. JT. How are you, sir? I am fabulous, just like the fabulous... Uh, Thunderbird? Theater downtown. Yeah. And then Mr. Pete, how are you? I'm phenomenal. Now they know what a manly voice sounds like. Thanks, John. I, 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 yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, you lowered it. That that's a smoker's voice, JT. So yeah. it's a fine line. It's a little different. Yeah. So like we've been doing this podcast now for about a year and a half. Isn't that about right? Yeah, Jeff? a little over, yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, we have new listeners coming on board every week, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah. I hope so. That's the whole So yes. so we we probably introduced ourselves the first time and then a couple months ago we introduced ourselves again and but i'm not sure we we talked much about team swayze and so for 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 all our listeners how why don't you kind of describe uh you know the the evolution of team swayze and and what type of uh, players we we have on the team? And yeah, I mean, most people start out as you, know, you get your real estate license. You go to work for a good broker, a good company, and you kind of do everything yourself. You answer the phone, you help somebody list a home, help a buyer find a home, get it through the escrow process, get staging done, you get inspections coordinated, you do everything. It's a pretty all-encompassing situation. And then within a year, a couple of years in the business, you know, things are going well. And I had a business coach. And he goes, well. Um, Hal, are you really good at making sure the pa- paperwork's filled out properly? Mm, not really, you know. So I hired a personal assistant at that time so I could spend more time with the clients. And it's kind of like the doctor model. I mean, some doctors, mm-hmm. nobody does anymore, but used to do everything, bookkeeping, all that sort of thing. So an assistant, and then uh, <clears throat> we got to a volume where it's like, okay, I need somebody really help with the listing side. So if I'm in a meeting or an appointment, our clients aren't waiting, they're getting waited on. So somebody to help you know, make sure the property gets cleaned up and gets ready for sale, and then we follow up on the showings and all the details that go in and getting a listing going. And then um, we, because we had a lot of listed properties, we got a lot of calls from buyers and more than I can handle. So then I would bring in agents who would specialize on working with buyers because there's a difference there. So when I look at the makeup of the team this afternoon. Yes. Um, if I count correctly, there are 11 people on the team uh, total. So you've gone from you and an assistant to 11. I guess, yeah. Over, over that time period, there are there are uh, five buyers agents. There are four people that we call our customer service team. That mm-hmm. makes nine, and then uh, you're 10, and I, I I'm more like a half. So there's 10 and a half. 10.7. Yeah, 10.7. All right, there you go. Why is it important for a buyer to have an agent? 
versus having you, which you're representing the seller, right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a different process um, working with a buyer and a seller. So uh, on the buyer side, and <laughs> I jokingly say, because when I look at real estate, I know what I like pretty quick. But, you know, the average buyer, I haven't looked at the latest studies, but might look at, you would know better than I, Jay, I mean, 10, 15, 20 houses. Now, we don't have 10, 15, or yeah. 20 houses to show at any price Four. anymore. Right? Right. right, but you can spend a lot of time and energy trying to fine-tune finding that house. And I think that's probably the thing that people think of the most is help me get the right house. Mm -hmm. um, they don't realize that things like writing a great offer, how important that is, how to structure it, asking good questions as an agent for the buyer of the listing agent to find out what's important to the seller and can we meet that as a buyer? Because it's not always just about money. There's time, yeah. other terms and conditions, showing property, knowing that inventory well, um, showing houses, being available, you know, because offers can happen late at night and on a moment's notice, right? Mm -hmm. So so we found that to be very helpful and we want to be responsive. And gosh, if you're a single agent and you're busy and you wanted to go out of town for two days on the weekend, guess what? Your clients, you're gone, right? So we always have coverage for someone if they call about a property, want to see something. So it's very dis different than working with a seller. You meet with the, your client, they, they pick you to represent them mm -hmm. in selling their property. I don't know, what happens next? We talk about timing, and we talk about what we do to prepare the house. That's a conversation that sometimes there's give and take. I walk into the nicest houses, and they're panicked that they need to do more. And I walk into other houses that look like my son's bedroom, and they think their place is fine. <laughs> so, you know, there's that, you know, conversation about what, how much time and energy do you want to invest, and what's the payoff of doing so? So those are big things. And then the logistics of how the showings go. So in certain markets, we just need to show it over a weekend when it's red hot. And other markets, like, okay, we need to be prepared and, and be more flexible. So um, <clears throat> the old joke we used to say is um, in a normal market, um, when there's 5 or 10 or 15 listings at a certain price range for a buyer to choose from, and only one or two of those are selling each month, that um, the, being the listing is both it's a price war, so you want to be the most competitive, and a beauty contest. So price and condition make all the difference. Absolutely. Right? Do I stage it? Do I paint it? Do I clean it out? Do I move out? There's all these options, right? So we want to advise people when it comes to that. It's interesting because I, I deal with this like as a landlord. When I am dealing directly with a tenant, everybody seems great. I can't charge them very, you know, just that. But when I have a manager in the middle, they, just set, they set the rental amount, they screen them, and they're not attached right and they're just it's a business relationship so i i don't even want to sell one of my own properties directly to a buyer i'm just uncomfortable right i, I like that separation i don't want to be the bad guy or whatever so your seller's agents represent you and the buyer's agent represents the buyer and gives them advice like well am i paying the right price how do i know what's a good offer you know that doesn't go unnoticed what is one of people's most important assets they buy their home a home yeah, right? right so you need advice, counseling, who to talk to, where to go, that sort of thing. The way we've set it up just seems to work well. And, and I'm not the only one doing this, but if you go to other bigger markets, you see agents that have had you know good team network. And, and the bottom line is it provides a better customer interface. I, I always thought before I, I joined your team that uh, this real estate gig was pretty romantic. You drive around in a nice car and you walk into nice houses and boom, you make a lot of money. Doesn't, doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 the the bringing people together is probably the one of the more challenging parts. You know, every seller wants the most money, and every buyer wants you know to get the best value they can. 
and then things come up where people have different opinions. So a home inspection happens after you're in escrow and we find some things out and the seller thinks, well, it's been fine that way. And the buyer goes, well, I'm not paying, you know, 850 or a million two for a house that has this and this and this. So getting people over that hump is almost as challenging as the original situation of the negotiations. First time home buyers, people are buying their primary residence, families and stuff like that. You enter into things and you're, you see things as bigger because you're dealing directly with it as opposed to somebody like your team who sees it all the time and can smooth out the creases. Yes. I remember when we had our first child and the doctor was there and I thought, you know, somebody was going to die. Right. Right. I didn't think this was going to work out. And they go, no, no, this is all normal. This happens. And here, you know, it's either going to be another 15 minutes or another hour and a half, you know, but you know, and, and that's what we do all the time. Listen, either A or B is going to happen. If A happens, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Is B happening going to be okay? I'll be okay, but it won't be as good. So let's focus on getting to A. I've found it to be very helpful because I've, I've been so fortunate after this time to have really great people who really care a lot about the clients and are just good at doing it all the time. Put a band together. One guy usually doesn't play the drums. Another guy plays the bass, the trumpet, you know. Sure. So everybody specializes and then you harmonize. So for us, we're like, you know, kind of like a team or a band. Yeah. Well, a well-oiled clock has many cogs. Yeah. Which, would that make me the lead singer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could be Phil Collins. You could be the drummer yeah. and the lead singer. Oh, no. Yeah, no. How, how hard is it to have conversations uh, with buyers and sellers around a kind of an issue that might be a little sensitive to some and that's commissions um well for everybody it's a little bit different there's a lot of assumptions but you know it's a it's a longer conversation um for some people and for others they go well that seems fair right so what 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 makes it easy honestly is if you have a lot of sellers that have good equity positions you know they're not as worried about what they're paying as long as they feel they got the value sure right and again we realized checking in along the process to make sure they're feeling like they're being taken care of. Are, are we being responsive, right? Are we answering the questions? Are we solving? Are we there for them? It's an unknown to begin with, but it gets trickier when people either don't have any resources and they're really lean mm -hmm. or they're not getting what they expected. Then, you know, hey, agents and, and sellers and buyers negotiate fees all the time. As you've gone from two people yourself and your assistant to 11. From my vantage point, I see experts for every sort of part of the process yes. that you have on, on your team. Does that help you sort of define for your clients the value that you guys bring to, to the party? It really does because, you know, Sharon, my listing manager here is, you know, quarter eight is here, 515 is leaving, available by cell phone, you know, so if I'm busy, somebody gets to be talked to. Or if she's busy, somebody else does. So I'm just saying, you've got like two experts. I've got 30 plus years, so does she. So, so she's the expert for that part of the process. Yeah. And then, you know, James is on our podcast. He's the director of marketing. James, once you get it, what what's what's your expertise? It's my job to make sure everybody can see it. We want to advertise it, market it, and get it out there so we can get it rolling. And take great pictures. So you're the one behind the camera? From taking photos to installing signs to marketing uh, Facebook to Google um, all, all the analytics uh, numbers we can tell you how many people are looking at your house how's your driving record flying that drone uh, I've, I've, <laughs> I'm, I'm almost batting a thousand I did have an it was it was birds 152 and one <laughs> yeah you had a bird strike 
We did. I was in Avila, and the, the, the birds didn't like me flying my drone, so they took, so, took me out. So it goes from Hal to, to Sharon to James, and, and then sort of back to Hal and Sharon again as we receive an offer on the property? Well, yeah, we're all contributing different things, okay. right? Yeah. So, I mean, I used to have outside photographers, which I couldn't control their schedule. We were able to control the quality of the service we had by bringing it in-house. Think about this, and and and... These are just factual. I mean, we have two to 3,000 sales a year in the county. And I think, Jay, correct me if I'm wrong, there's probably 2,000 licensees? Uh, 1,847. Okay, so if there's 1,847 people and we have a great year at 3,000 sales, that's not quite two sales per agent per year. Yeah, I wouldn't even consider that a business. I've had knee surgery, and I, I don't want a guy doing it once a year. No. Right, I want him doing it all the time, knows what's happened. If something goes wrong, you know what, you know, what this problem looks like. So... Um, Dakota has that experience, and boy, one of the best things we have is the collaboration of all the experts when something comes up. And see, when you have to sub all those things out, you're waiting on people. We get things done faster, right? And that's just my nature. If somebody asks me to do something, I want to get that thing done right and quickly because people stress out when they're looking at houses, their house is in escrow, they're putting their house up for sale, how did the showing go, what's up with my loan? If you're not over-communicating, you have someone that's probably getting nervous or disappointed. On the other side of the equation is, 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 are the buyers. Mm -hmm. and, and you have five buyer's agents now associated with your team. Why is it so important for a, a, a buyer to have somebody that just is representing their interests? Well, the, there's so many things that can go wrong. Um, you know, we had Ermina on, uh, or any of the great lenders. I mean, they bring so much knowledge and how to get from A to B on the financing part. So just knowing about the property, what it requires, how to get the, you know, getting into escrow, what that means once you're in escrow, how to manage what you discover during the due diligence process or the inspections, all those things are incredibly important. Obviously, the negotiation process you know, is probably the biggest one. And I'll go meet with a seller and they go, well, my neighbor's kind of interested. They just sold it to their neighbor. Okay, did it work out? Sometimes, but a lot of times I get called in and goes, wow, did I just underestimate what's involved? There's way more involved than you know. And when I work with new agents, I, I forget how much you learned, right? Jay, you've been around a long time. I mean, he's just like, oh yeah, that's right. That's That took a while to figure that one out. Yep. And you know, for those that are thinking, well, maybe I'll just, you know, like you're, you're the neighbor, just I'll sell to the neighbor and I won't bring a realtor into the equation. I'll save that uh, commission, whatever that dollar amount is. And the reality is, is that are you providing the state required disclosures on transfer of real estate? Sure. You know, are you opening a door to lose 100% of what you gained in appreciation because you were trying to save the commission? You've got these incredible assets uh, in the form of employees and teammates that absolutely have a specified job description that excel at what they do and and uh, that's a that's an upfront cost you're funding all of that um, to make sure your clients have the best experience and I you know I, I think when you look at the a commission that's going across the table as a seller you're like oh, that's a that's a substantial number that sure. doesn't end up in your pocket that ends up going into so many different directions that it's not really it's at, at the cost of doing business is high in, in this industry as an individual you know if you're a stand, if you're a guy just don't, like in the beginning when you're by yourself you you were you know you're you're tilling the field you're taking the wheat to the mill you're grinding it you're turning it into flour you're baking the bread you're doing everything 
And sometimes things can get lost when you have a group that's as and, large. And the as bread yours. probably wasn't that good. Yeah, well, what well, didn't rise, maybe. You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but when you've got specialists in in each uh, compartment of what you're providing to your clients, you get to provide that elevated service. Well, I will say I do appreciate the listing side, how that you focus on, and your buyer's agents working with and representing the buyer. Even though they're part of the Swayze team, you've still got two individuals looking out for the best interests of both the buyer and the seller. It's not one person trying to do, you know, a job for both parties. Right. Would you go to if you had to if you had to go to court for some reason? Would you? Uh, and you were sued, would you ask the plaintiff's attorney to represent you as well? Eh, probably not. This isn't going to court. Like You've got able and willing buyers. Our job as real estate professionals is to help navigate the process and help people accomplish their goal by either buying or selling with the least amount of headache and the, the, uh, with the least amount of time and to help them get there. Um, it's not really like going to court, but that's the closest analogy I can, I can bring to the table. Sure. When we bought our house, it was in the, the fervor of the pandemic market you know, all that yep. stuff. And we're outbid, 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 outbid on six different houses. We become callous to the process. Right. And, um, and then and, and we come to expect it. And we learned along the way through the rejection to, you know, finally put forth an offer on a house that we really love. And that was standing. It was always obvious whenever we'd have the answers right away. Like you want, you want those answers right away. And your team was able to provide that for us in most instances, but except for when they were working with somebody who was not as communicative. And it's and I, the fact that you guys stress that here at Team Swayze is huge. You're you're hanging and on a on a limb and you're and you're and you're you know you're buying that house. You're like, oh gosh, are we going to get this house? Are we going to get this house? And to have those answers immediately is well worth whatever the cost is. And, and I would say sometimes we're we're trying to pull information from other sources. You know, maybe we talk about local or non-local. We have a lender, and, and and there's a loan, and we're waiting on it, and things are getting delayed, mm-hmm. right? And and I know what it's like. So if I'm representing a buyer and the other agent's representing a seller um, and the loan's getting delayed, well, first of all, we have the lender try to talk to them and tell them what's going on. But, you know, the um, I'm representing the seller. The other agent for the buyer, um, the, the buyers on that side, they're starting to lose confidence in their agent. Because they're their first point of contact, you know. So oftentimes I go, "Hey, do you want me to write you an email and let you know so you can send it with your clients that you're, hey, you've been doing a great job chasing us and we're chasing the lender. It's it's running up and down hills. So even that kind of communication communication is very helpful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm on the totally other side, but we want to let, let everybody know, hey, we're waiting on this one person, you know, the underwriter at the loan desk. Well, unfortunately, you know, she broke her leg in a car accident and the gal's out. This, so it's going to take two more days. And as long as you're clear with that with people, they go, okay. But we always are looking for answers. Give me the answer from the people that are in charge, what it's going to take to get from A to B so I can communicate honestly to the client what to expect. And that's huge because the last thing you want as a client is somebody like to, to have this feeling that somebody's withholding something from you. You know, you have zero trust if that's the case. You think the worst. When you hear nothing, you think the worst. Yeah. And sometimes you have to bring hard news. And John Turner's quote, and I'm going to steal this, John. He goes, how would you like to be, how would you want me to be with you, Mr. and Mrs. Client? You want me to be nice or you want me to be honest? Mm. Everybody says, everybody says be honest. Yeah, don't shoot me, but here's what, here's, here's where it's going. Just to kind of wind up this, this topic, Hal, uh, again, back to when I joined your team in 2017, I had already participated personally in, I don't know, 15 or 20 transactions myself. I thought I knew a little bit about real estate. I had a license 40 years ago. 
But what I learned is job descriptions. The job description of what you do every day as a listing or seller's agent is much different than the job description of a buyer's agent. Sure. I thought a real estate agent's a real estate agent's a real estate agent. I didn't know that there were differences. And then, wait, what's this listing manager and escrow manager and director of marketing? And I I didn't realize uh, what a big deal it is to put together a team that that brings the type of value that you guys bring to the public. I'm amazed every day when I walk in here. Well, honestly, it's a good way to learn the business, like starting out as an assistant, which is what, I mean, there should be internships for real estate and Keller really should be. Yeah. Cause you know, it's like, what's an escrow. I don't know what an escrow. I mean, I got, I found my client, my sister, a house, you know, we're an escrow. What's escrow, you know, and then they're just, you you have no idea. So, so learning that and doing it in a high volume, you know, joining a team is probably a great way to start because you get to see all aspects and go, Oh, okay. I might be better at this than that. Mm -hmm. Right. I had no idea because there's like 12 hats. Right, I'm better oh, at these yeah. at least one or two. So I think an apprenticeship good. program would be even better. You know, basically what we need. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how do you get out of what, med school? Right, exactly. What is it you always say within the state of California? You, you do what are the, what are the steps you go through in the state of California, and then you're a real estate yeah. agent. You pass three. You take three simple classes online, pass a state exam, boom, you're licensed to sell real estate. Fog a mirror. Yeah, uh, 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 crazy. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Any uh, final thoughts on uh, today's podcast? No, but as director of marketing, thank you for getting this started. Well done. <laughs> thank you. James. You're Thanks, James. Very welcome. I Thanks, appreciate James. The Kingman, oppor- Mr. Kingman, great job. I appreciate Thanks. the opportunity, Hal. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would never have done this without your help. So no. We couldn't do this if uh, we weren't having people listening to us. So hopefully we're bringing you some good information. If you ever want to get a hold of Mr. Swayze directly, you can do that by calling the office at um, 805-781-3750-hal-at-teamswayze.com. Uh, you can email JT also, JT at TeamSwayze.com. I think that email still works. It does still work. Thanks a lot, James. <laughs> or or myself, uh, James at Team Swayze. Thank you, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, Thank James. you for listening to the How Swayze podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. Check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market. The Slow County Real Estate with How Swayze podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on HowSwayze.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. HalSwayze.com, that's H-A-L-S-W-E-A-S-E-Y.com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. Al Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. This Low County Real Estate with Hal Swayze podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.